What is up, everybody? Welcome to this first Dense Pixels podcast of this new year of 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. It's good to be back. It's not going to take us 11 votes to find a speaker on this pod, I'll tell you. <laughs> Tune in to look forward this week if you uh, don't understand what that joke means. The uh, the uh, Republican, the black Republican uh, kind of like frontrunner, I guess. Yeah. Um, to, as, as I as I called him last night to Jay, like the token black guy they found to nominate instead, <laughs> instead of Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, that token that token black guy uh, knows my wife. They, oh, really? Uh, yeah, they went to undergrad together. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> She's always on his page, like interacting with him, and then all of his supporters. You know, they do the Zerg rush on her. Like, I would never understand why people like enjoy that. Like, what do you get out of that? Like I gotta ask Jay. He likes that shit. Like, because it's because like, because people, small people, like to punch. You know, try to, <laughs> but, uh, well, really, to your wife, it's not even punching down; it's punching across. So <laughs> we're punching up in a lot of cases, I'm sure. So that's very funny, though that that you that uh that she has that connection. Oh yeah. So, um, Michael, what you been playing? Because I've been playing some stuff that I wasn't expecting uh to be playing. So I don't know what you're gaming life looks like right uh, now man i um once i finished um marvel's midnight suns and got into the end game mm-hmm. uh i started really really enjoying it I, i'm not gonna say i i started really enjoying it. i really enjoyed that game as silly as it is um the gameplay really made up for it um i haven't really been playing much else a lot of marvel snap i'm trying to get a certain card mm-hmm. and um you know, I'm in the thousands now, so it's not. I'm at like twelve seventy six or something like that. Mm. So the cards come few and far between, and when I do get a card, it's you know, like a variant of yeah. something I already have. So, um, but yeah, I've been playing a lot of that, like, like way more than I thought I would, to the point where I gave them another ten dollars. <laughs> season pass that i had finished i'm like all right well i finished it let me i mean that's that's where the value is right there is as long as you finish the season pass like it's worth it's definitely worth the 10 bucks the thing so i've reached the point in marvel snap where i'm not having as much fun well okay i should i should i should probably caveat that still having fun playing the game like like it's it's a testament to the game that it's still very fun to play um but like you said we're in the same area i think i'm in like the 1400s or some thereabouts right now and like you said, the cards come much fewer and further between. And not only that, so like pool one, pool two, pool three, like you can get a lot of the cards in those pools relatively easily. Um, they're usually coming pretty, you know, like like they're pretty ubiquitous. Pool four, pool five cards, apparently like the odds of getting those when you open a collector's cache is like insanely low. Like you have like a one in 10 to get a pool four, a pool four card and like a one in 100 to get a pool five. God damn. <laughs> so which is which is one of the reasons why they added like the the pitting system, like the collector system. Yeah. Into the game. So if, like they have this basically the collector systems, they have this rotating market of cards that like like there's a new card available every eight hours or so. And you can only pay for it with this very specific currency called collector's tokens. And you earn those, like you have a chance to earn them when you open the supply caches or the collector's caches that you get when you level up. Um, but you can also get them in these like bundles that they're selling right now where you can get like this variant card and a bunch of, you know, so, so now, now the free to play tendrils are starting to, are starting to show their ugly heads a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I want a specific card. I haven't even seen it pop up in the, uh, that's how I got my Doom card because mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna get I wasn't getting it and it just popped up one day. I was like, oh, thank God! And yeah. that breathed that breathed new life into it because I have a I have a pretty nice reveal deck mm-hmm. going on, uh, and I need one card to kind of to kind of make it perfect. And uh, I'm not getting it. So what card is that? Uh, I need an Electro card because okay. Electro gives you uh, plus one energy uh every round after you play it yes and the the cards that i want to play like the the um 
the setup, the the turn, and the the uh, uh, what's what's that Christopher Nolan movie? That Christopher Nolan magician movie? Oh, the the Prestige. Yeah, yeah, and then the Prestige, <laughs> right? Like the setup <laughs> is put Wong there, right? Mm-hmm. And then the 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 next one is put Doom there, right? And then the lad, the Prestige, is put Odin there. Yeah. So I just have a bunch of. I, I I have like a nice like swarm of of Doom bots all over the place. Yes. Um, but I can't play Doom and Odin unless like I have a limbo or 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 I have a magic to give me yeah. a limbo. But it doesn't. It it, it the math don't math right. Like right. I, I need that electro card to do what I want to do the way I want to do it. But it's not coming. If only, if only we could trade them because I have an electro that I never that I don't put in any decks. <laughs> so I might need to start. I need. I think I need to start um, doing more like variant decks. Like I was, I was just bullshitting around with with Agatha. Mm-hmm. Just, I just, I just put in random cards just to see. And while it's not exactly fun, it's fun to it's fun to watch mm-hmm. for a while. But yeah, I mean, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd enjoy seeing what a good Agatha deck looks like because I can't imagine. Well, the 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 trick is like the trick is I, I was reading about like an Agatha deck and the trick is like you got to have Agatha. Right. But you have to have like Sif who will destroy certain cards and you have to have. Hella, who will play the cards that were destroyed. Mm-hmm. I think Ghost Rider does something similar. So it's all a, it's it's a variant of a it's a variant of a destroyed deck. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seems so weird to me. <laughs> like I don't know. Well, see that, and and I and the 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 kind of the slow trickle of cards coming out. That's what's kind of dulling my interest a little bit, is because I was enjoying building new decks or tweaking my existing decks when I got new cards and I've kind of been rocking with the same decks for several weeks now with maybe some slight variations here or there. I did build a new move deck that I like a lot. Um, but for the most part, like my, you know, I have a couple bread and butter decks that have been serving me well, but I haven't been getting any cards that are worth, you know, taking out any of the ones that are in those decks to supplement. So, yeah. which is a bit of a bummer. So we'll see. We'll see how long it lasts. Again, it's it's a testament to the game that it's still so fun to play that even when I'm not like on the grind, it's still like enjoyable just to dip in for a couple matches and, you know, play and try to win a couple games and stuff like that. But yeah, I I, I feel like my time with the game is going to be sliding backwards. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so, um, you know how they say new year, new me, right? You know, so like I like apparently it is a new me and apparently the new me that I've decided to be this year is Carrie Wood. That's that's basically <laughs> what we're, where we're at with this. So I finished Persona 5, um, but right before the new year, essentially. Uh, excellent game. Fucking fantastic. Um, I, the, I figured uh, I figured you could appreciate given your uh, given your your proclivities. I figured you could appreciate um, the idea of these um of these kids um <laughs> and 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 god is just like fuck y'all and then the kids are just like nah yo fuck you and then just like pow like shoot god in the face with a glock i'll I'll tell you exactly what i said to carrie I'm, I'm pulling it up real quick when i when i uh <laughs> after i beat the game and this is a i mean skip ahead up two minutes if you don't want like a spoiler for persona 5 for kind of who the end like 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 the main antagonist is um but i but i was like you know hey persona 5 you know the actual evil is a god that controls the masses by allowing them not to have to think for themselves and i was like me an atheist i was like <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> i love it um and you and you've never played the you never played the royal dungeon right no, because my stupid behind uh, yeah. didn't didn't uh, <laughs> didn't buddy up with the um, with the that Oscar Isaac looking dude, yeah. the counselor. That that was an interesting. I mean, I I under I know what they were going for with with the way that that dungeon was crafted and who the villain is and his motivations. Um, so that was it was an interesting dungeon, um, and kind of like brought you back with some characters that you felt some kind of way about earlier. Uh, spoiler alert: I still feel. Like that one character is a dick, and I hate him. And so, uh, yeah, what's his name? Like Genji or something like that. Uh, uh, Akechi. 
Yeah, a catchy. That's it. Yeah. 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 Screw that guy, man. He's a, he's a douchebag. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, great. Like I said, amazing game. I, th- I think what really works about Persona 5 as kind of like a modern, and this is all Persona games. This just happens to be my first one. I think what works really well is that the combat doesn't get monotonous because it's broken up um, by like the daily life stuff where you can't get into fights unless you go to mementos, but that's your, that's your prerogative. Um, and also the fact that like, there's all this shit to do, but because it's, because you have a limited amount of time to do anything like the overwhelmingness never, you know, factors in like, it, like the thing that just sucks is that you have to make decisions that, you know, sometimes are difficult and you might not get to develop, relationships with certain characters that you want to based on choices you make and stuff like that. But I, but as someone who like hates playing open world games sometimes because like they're too vast and I feel like I have to do everything being forced to be like, no, like you have the, the this is the time that you have to work with and use it the best, best you can. I think works well for me um, as yeah. a player. Yeah. It's a great game, man. I, <laughs> I, I absolutely loved it. Um, But not to be, not to be content in my cariness by, you know, finishing a persona game. Uh, I started playing monster hunter rise on steam deck and I got to tell you, <laughs> I got to tell you, uh, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> so I've, I've tried playing. I tried playing monster hunter world um, back when it came out on PS4 originally, and I just couldn't get into it. And I think monster hunter games have a really poor onboarding process is what I've discovered. Because they're like they they throw you into like the like a ton of systems right away. Like like you're just presented with like here's all this information and here's all these systems that the game has and you don't understand how any of it works. And the tutorials are not very handholdy. Like they're just kind of like there's kind of like here's what this thing does. Figure it out. Like figure out how it actually works. And here's like 13 different weapons you can choose from. Which one should you choose? I don't know. Whatever you want. We're not going to tell you like what's complicated though. Like we're just going to, we're just going to put it on a menu and you pick what looks cool. And of course stuff that is the coolest is the most complicated weapons of all. So like they're, you know, they're the ones that are trick with. And then your first couple hunts are kind of bullshit too, because the only thing you're hunting on those first couple hunts is like the small monsters. Like you're trying to kill like eight or 10 of like the small monsters that are just kind of roaming around like the ads basically just to get you used to the game, which I understand it starts to click into place. A, once you get a weapon that you can get down with and you can start to learn that weapon a little bit and learn the combos and things like that. And then once you actually get to go out on your first like big monster hunts, that's when you're like, oh, okay. Like I, I, I'm, I'm jiving with this now. Whereas Dauntless, which I played quite a bit several years ago and I've talked about on the show before, kind of throws you into the big monster thing right away because they don't, ha- they don't even have the small monsters in Dauntless. Like when you go on a hunt in Dauntless, you're only fighting the main monster basically. So it kind of gets in the action quicker, but now that I've actually like spent some time with the monster hunter, I've put like 15 hours into rise so far it is. I can understand now why, you know, this is, this is the monster hunting game to play. Like dauntless very much is a light, light version of, of this genre because the, like once you start to learn the systems in monster hunter, it gives you a lot of freedom and customization and a lot of ability to kind of tailor your play style, um, how you want to play. Um, and you know, depending on what weapon you're using as well, like the weapons play wildly differently and there's a lot more of them. Like in monster hunter rise, I think there's 14 different style of weapons. And then in dauntless, there's six. So like, and, and so the 14 and even like similar weapons in monster hunter rise, like heavy bow gun, light bow gun play pretty differently from each other based on, you know, what you're, what you're trying to do and, and how they want you to play with that. So it's been a lot of fun. I think I'm just too stupid to play. The <laughs> I, 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 my, uh, my, my hiccup was finding a weapon that I like. I, mm-hmm. I, I could never find a weapon that I liked and, and which meant I don't like playing it. And, um, are you playing solo or are you, you, you teaming up with randos or. So or- I'm playing mostly solo right now. Cause like, apparently like they kind of like the way the game set up, it kind of really wants you to get through the campaign. Um, I have gone online a couple times to play with randos and that's fine. Um, I've only played against low level monsters though. I'm sure when you get to like high rank coordination becomes a little bit more important. 
Um, but on low levels, everyone can just go with whatever weapon they want and just, you know, whack away, like whack away the pinata and <laughs> eventually, eventually it'll fall down. So like, that's just kind of how, kind of how yeah, that I, goes. I want to like that game. It, it just, um, cause I see people, you know, having a lot of fun with it, but mm-hmm. they're, I, I, if I do see someone playing it, they're usually at the end game and they're like with their friends and right. they're like, they're like hunting something huge and, yeah. um, and it looks fun, so I get the appeal of it. I just, um, I don't know. There's just something about it that is not clicking with me, and and I can't find a weapon that uh, that I that I enjoy. Yeah, it, like I said, it, it's it's hard to break through. Because um, like World didn't do it for me. I play. I tried playing World a little bit, um, and I was just like, man, this isn't uh, this is just isn't clicking. <laughs> it's just not working. Um, Rise also does a lot of things that also improve like quality of life stuff from previous monster hunter games that are new to it. So like they have wire bugs in the game, which are basically like a grappling hook. So you can traverse around uh, the arenas a little bit better, um, a little bit faster. And you can also incorporate them into your attacks. Um, You can actually like weaken the monsters and ride them. So like sometimes like when you're on a monster hunt, like two of the big monsters that are in the area will happen to just like start kaijuing each other. And so like you can you can wear them down and like you can basically fight on the back of one of the monsters and attack the other. Or if if the monsters by itself, you can kind of run it into a wall <laughs> if you want to, to to damage it and take it down. That's fun. Um, and then they also give you so this this, this would be what really turns you off a rise. So you've always had like the palicos, which are like the little cat. Uh, creatures that yeah. assist you now now you also have palamutes which are basically dogs um but the thing the thing that makes them awesome is that you can ride them so you can actually like get around the maps quicker instead of just running which well, is look i great quality I, of life I, i'm not an animal person but if i were to get an animal it would be a dog over a cat so <laughs> um. <laughs> well i just like with the cats you can kind of customize their behavior so like i I have mindset to just gather shit left and right and then when we get into a fight usually when you fight one of the large monsters it comes with a lot of the smaller version of that monster around it like i just have the cat taking care of the ads while me and the dog are fighting against the big monster which is very helpful because the ads can get a little annoying when you know when you first get into that confrontation even though they go down in a few hits but they're just they're just obnoxious um but I've been I've been really enjoying myself. Um, I could see me staying on this for a little bit, and I needed a palate cleanser after Persona because I also downloaded Persona Four Golden immediately after playing Persona Five because it was on sale, and I was like, "Well, I'm probably going to check this out eventually because it was uh, it was pretty cool." I also, downloaded Final Fantasy Five. I've never played it before. I've, I don't know if I've heard, yeah I was going to say I don't know if yeah. I've ever played Final Fantasy Five before. Yeah. Um, and I've heard it's great. Like, like, like I've heard of, of the ones that are less popular of the early ones. It's like the best one. I, um, yeah. One, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, a little bit of nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah. Yeah. Five is like the only one I haven't played. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I've never played nine either. And the rumor is that they might be announcing like a HD, like a remake of it soon, which I would get it. Nine is nine is, uh, yeah. When I first saw nine, I was like, what is, what is with these like character designs? Like they turned me off, but, Mm -hmm. but the character work in nine is incredible. It, 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 it's actually, uh, way more grown up than I thought it would be. And coming off of eight, like nine is amazing. So. It's amazing what you fool yourself into thinking when you're a dumb kid. Like I really enjoyed eight when I first played it. And then like, just, just even like years later, like a couple years later, just sitting back and, and reflecting, I was like, Oh no, eight, eight was actually bad. Like, it's, it actually, stinks, it's actually man. a bad game. <laughs> I hate everything about eight. I hate yeah. all the characters. I hate the, uh, the draw system. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I hate the, the, uh, I, I don't know if she's really an 11th. I hate ultimate music. I hate every, I hate everything about <laughs> everything. And I, and I basically hundred percent of that game. Like I, like I said, <laughs> I, like I got, you know, well, you can break the game. Like, like the, like right. the game was so easy because of the, cause of the <laughs> way the draw system worked. Like you literally break it. <laughs> like once, once you get squalls, ult- ultimate weapon, like, game over like it's done <laughs> just you know junk junction a level three elemental spells of strength and make and max it out at 255 and just go to town yeah. 
Fucking Squall. Shut up, Squall. I I hate Squall. So the other thing I've been playing um, that is much more of a me game is this game called Art of of Rally, um, which has been out for a little while. So this is a very, like, so it's, it's a very basic rally racing game. Um, that's very stylistic. That's kind of its, its draw. Um, it has, it has decent physics. Like I, w- I wouldn't say they're true to real life, but it has pretty decent physics, but the art style, um, is very, very, uh, simple. Um, and it, like, it, it almost looks like when I look at it for some reason, I think of like Ikea, I don't know why, but like, like, <laughs> like the art style for the game just kind of like, is very, very Swedish to me. Um, and it was made by one guy. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. If 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 this is made by one one person, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I see what you mean. But it looks, I mean, it looks cool. Like it looks like, I mean, I don't say this to be like insulting. It looks like mm-hmm. a phone game, but like a really really good one. Yes, and um, yeah, I I I and yeah, I'm seeing how the how the physics are working, and but no, it seems cool. It's it's really fun to play. There, there's a pretty fair amount of content in the game um, that basically just it's it, the game really just kind of explores the his, the history of rally racing um, from its origins in the 60s to kind of where we are today. And you play through the these different eras and the cars obviously get you know more powerful and and as, as you go along, um, they're not modeled after real. I mean, they're modeled after real life cars, but they're not like actual, you know, real brand name cars or anything like that. Um but again, it's just a really fun game to kick back and, you know, play for 20 minutes, half an hour um, to go through one of the rally series that that they have in the game. Um, it's very challenging. You wouldn't think it from looking at it, um, but the racing can be pretty difficult to, to do well, um, especially in rally racing, which is not necessarily about uh, speed. Um, more as it is about maneuverability and be able to corner and deal with, you know, inclement weather and different road conditions and stuff like that. Um, so it's really fun if you have a, you know, if, if you, if you like racing games and don't want something that's quite as like sim heavy, but it's also not like a straight arcade racer. Um, this is worth a play. I think it's like $25, um, where they sell it right now. And again, a lot of content in the game for, for very low overhead. So art of rally, I've been really enjoying a lot again. So it's, that's been a good, like end of night. Like I just want to kind of play one more thing and I only have, you know, 20 minutes. I'll fire up our rally and play that for a little bit. And it's been a good time. Cool. Cool. Uh, you know what else is a good time? Uh, going on Discord and uh, and talking about all the stuff that we talk about. Yes, the ad breaks are back this year. Uh, go to densepixels.com. They, ne- they never left. Yeah, they never <laughs> left. They never left. Uh, I left. Um, and, and so the ad breaks from me are back. Uh, go to densepixels.com slash fans to get invited to our Discord. Um, Talk about a, a, a myriad of things there, uh, not just video games, but uh, s- uh, soccer or football, um, uh, wrestling. There's a, I mean, like the WWE decided that it couldn't wait for the newest season of Succession to happen. Jesus Christ! Uh, so they decided, you know what? We're just gonna do Succession go, on our own. Go away, old man. No one wants you. Here. <laughs> um. And uh, a myriad of things can be uh, discussed at densepixels.com slash fans. Go to youtube.com slash densepixels, uh, smash that like button, and uh, smash that subscribe button, um, and you can see uh, our, our lovely faces. Um, while you're smashing, go to, uh, go to smash uh, the subscribe button to all of the podcasts that we do. Uh, including the Nerdpocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, Coming Distractions, and the weekly preview episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. As many times as I've done this, you would think I would memorize it without having to look <laughs> at the screen. But nope. Uh, New Year, same me. Go to densepixels.com slash premium for $5 a month or $50 for the full year. You get access to the entire back catalog, um, uh, including the airing of grievances. Look, look, I don't want to hear anything from anybody there are three episodes of airing of grievances in the can. Somebody's just got to up edit them and <laughs> upload them. So if you want to hear those episodes, uh, you, you're going to have to, you're going to have to message uh, somebody. 
Um, I, I won't name names, but I will give the first letter of his name. It is J. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, there is the back episodes of No Time to Bleed, The Men with the Golden Tongues, Upstage Conversation, and the uh, the creme de la creme, the reason you are paying your $5 a month or $50 for the full year, uh, the entire uh, two-hour-ish episode of the Look Forward Political Podcast. Now, that is uh, fresh every week. Yes. Uh, and we actually right. we actually released a shorter episode this week because we were getting getting our feedback under us. Uh, but it's also free to everybody this week. So Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So com slash premium. There was a little bit of news uh, that happened over the last couple of weeks. Um, nothing crazy, but some of it uh, is notable. The One of the things that I enjoy. So Hitman, the, the Hitman games by IO Interactive that started with 2016's Hitman. Um, that are basically have, have turned that series from a linear stealth action game to basically, uh, as they term it, an assassination playground. Um, Mike, I don't know if you've played Hitman since they kind of switched gears on this. I have. It's um, it's a puzzle game. Yeah, in many ways, it's a puzzle, it's um, a puzzle game, and it it's it's a cool like it's a cool like concept to get people into playing a different type of game. Mm-hmm. Um. Like you're just finding different ways to eliminate a target and you have, uh, and it, like, I don't even think they have a story anymore. They're just they, like, there, there is a mild one. There's, there's like a mild through line, but that's not why you're here. Like, like you're literally yeah. here to replay these missions, to go to these locales multiple times and to kind of experiment with the different things that are available to you in these, in these levels, essentially. It's a, it's a great game to play. And it's one of the few games that I find enjoyment just watching other people play. I generally yeah. don't enjoy watching people play games like I would rather play them. But this is one of those games where uh, I think it's it's fun to just watch other people play also. Yeah. Now, one of the tricky things that they've had with this game, because um, they've released three iterations so far, is that they kind of all these iterations build on each other. Um and they essentially add new content to the game, but they're kind of building on the same theme, the same engine. Um, like I said, there's a mild, you know, there's a small story that runs through everything, but for the most part, like they are building these open world uh, areas and they want you to revisit them over and over again. So Hitman came out and they released some DLC for it. And then when Hitman two came out, if you had Hitman one, you could play all those Hitman one levels in Hitman two and then Hitman three came out and the same was true. If you had one and two and then you could play those levels in Hitman three. But if you only owned Hitman three, which I do currently, um, the ability like like the worlds are in the game, like you can see them in the menus, but it's not it's very confusing as far as like how to access this stuff. And it's like, oh, we well, got to buy this and this. And, and if you want to buy this, you got to buy this DLC. And it's very, very confusing. So what they've done, what IO has done now, and this has already taken place, is that they've rebranded Hitman 3 as Hitman World of Assassination. That's the new title of the game. And basically, all of the content from Hitman 1 and Hitman 2 have now been absorbed into this one game, if that makes sense. So like now, if you have Hitman 3, um, you could just go into Hitman 3 all the content is there. All the levels are there. All the locations are there. And you can just fucking play um, in this in these sandboxes and, and still mess with the different live services because they've continued to put out content for this game. They've they actually added a roguelike mode to the game, which I've not checked out yet. But like that's been that's been like one of the new additions. Um, and so now it's very easy. They took they delisted Hitman one and Hitman two from sale. So you can't even buy those games now because it's all in three. Like it's all good to go. However, if you still own one and two, um, you can still play those games, obviously. Like that's it. They're not disabling them. It's just that if you now own, you know, all you need to buy now is Hitman three. That's all you need to buy now or, or, or not even Hitman three. Hitman World of Assassination is the, it's a one stop shop. You buy that. You get everything. Um, there is still DLC, so there's some extra stuff, some extra locations they put out um, that you can buy separately. But for the most part, like now, if you want to tell someone to get in Hitman, they just have to buy this one thing. It's all there, and it's all good to go. And I think that's great um, that they simplified this. Yeah, this is a this is a really good idea. Um, I um, I'm trying to think what other games could uh, 
could uh, benefit from a from this method of of content delivery. Um, Destiny sort of did it with kind of with bringing back some of the old raids from Destiny One into mm-hmm. Destiny Two. But yeah, this is this is cool. Hitman is uh, so I'm assuming this is like regular price. Uh, uh yes. Yeah. So it's I think it's I think it's 70 um for the Hitman World of Assassination and then if you want the deluxe version that has everything like including all the bonus DLC, I think it's like 120 or something like that. Yeah, so if you've never played a Hitman um I would do your research to make sure you know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because Hitman used to be, correct me if I'm wrong, but Hitman, when it, when it like first came out, like on PC and stuff, it was, it was, it wasn't this, it was way more, um, not action heavy, but mm-hmm. it was, it was more of, uh, like what Assassin's Creed used to be. Kind of, I mean, they always had like the, the clever kills, um, and they always had like the clever, like, oh, you know, you can fulfill your mission a couple different ways, but it was, but it was much more linear. Like it, like it did not offer the space to explore, um, and, and experiment the way that the new ones have done. Yeah. Like (laughs) I remember playing one of them Hitman games, they all run together, but like there was one where like, here's the scenario, right? There's someone on a yacht. And you gotta kill him, and like that's it. Like have at it, and you know you can you can do what you you can do what you need to do, right? You can, and you start off of the yacht. So your first your first objective is you gotta figure out a way to get on the yacht, mm-hmm. right? Like cause they're not gonna just let yo. You're a big six foot bald dude in a suit. Like you're not gonna like you stand out, right? With a mm-hmm. barcode on the back of your head, you you stand out. So you got to figure out a way to get on the boat. Then you got to figure out a way to find your target, and then you got to figure out a way to eliminate your target without causing too much, um, you know, commotion. And then you got to get out. And yeah, it's it's a cool it's a cool game. It's a cool idea. Uh, Seventy bucks is a lot if you don't know what you're getting into, but mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a hell of a value though. Well, the good, the good news is it goes on sale like all the time. Like it was just on the Steam winter sale. And so like, if, like, which just ended. But if you had it on, if you were on PC, when they first made this switch, you could have got it for like $21. So, so like, that's, that's pretty good. Um, I'm happy. Listen, I have Hitman 3 on PlayStation. So I might, this might give me an excuse to go back and revisit it. Um, because I have never played any of the stuff that came in one and two at all. So uh, very cool. I think that this is also just a good, uh, a, a good like thing to do for players in general, just to make things a little less confusing, especially for new players when your content delivery system is a little, little obtuse. Yeah. Um, you know, Micah said New Year, same him. Uh, so is Square Enix apparently, uh, because they once again have released uh, their the president of Square Enix, uh, Yosuke Matsuda, has released his annual letter that comes out in on the new year. Uh, and they're doubling down, Micah, on on blockchain and NFTs, despite all of these signs in the economy and and the trends around these things uh, pointing away from do, wanting to do this. And and a smart business person would be like, you know what? We probably don't want to get into NFTs. It doesn't look like a very sustainable industry. Um, they are they are going to do it. Yeah, this is kind of uh, this is kind of odd because especially because like Matsuda is like sixty. Like he's not, mm-hmm. he's not so old that he should be stuck in his ways. So he's just, <laughs> he just thinks he knows better. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what, to, I don't, I, I don't know what to, to, to say, man. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think that this company is, you know, Final Fantasy seven is the thing that kind of made them. Mm-hmm. And I think they're taking all the wrong lessons from Final Fantasy seven. They're literally turning into the Shinra Electric Power right. Company. Like, they're literally trying to 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 kill in the planet cloud. Like they're, they're literally like doing something that is causing harm to the environment. Um, yeah, man. I just, <laughs> um, as I said in in last year's New Year's letter, if we consider traditional gaming to have been 
centralized, then blockchain gaming must operate based on a self-sustaining decentralized model. It is that concept, that philosophy that I see to be key. I mean, meanwhile, like, like all of their, all of their ongoing games have been shut down mm-hmm. after, after a year. Maybe. Well, that, yeah, that's the thing is they're pulling the plug on this final fantasy seven mobile game, which is like a battle royale. Um, they are shutting down this bravely default mobile game, uh, which was only lasting for 13 months. Uh, obviously, they're pulling the plug on Babylon's Fall, which was a colossal failure um, of embarrassing <laughs> of embarrassing proportions. Um, here's the, the quote for me that I like. Is that uh, the first the first one Blo- quote blockchain has been an object of exhilaration and a source of turmoil. But with that in the rearview mirror, we hope that blockchain <laughs> games will transition to a new stage of growth in 2023 uh to quote my boss uh at work who i like very much and who gave me this line that will stick with me forever hope uh is not a strategy (laughs) (laughs) oh in the rearview mirror first of all rearview mirrors always say object is closer than the the image is closer (laughs) than it appears and second of all in the rearview mirror what like the tyrannosaurus rex in jurassic park (laughs) Like it's not, it's not something that. Okay, man. All right. I mean, look, I'm not a business guy, but um, apparently neither is he. So <laughs> apparently not, man. Because this doesn't seem, this doesn't seem, uh, this doesn't seem right to me. No, and and again, like they'll have a good year because Final Fantasy 16 is coming out. It's going to make goo gobs of money. Uh, supposedly, you know, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two is going to come out. Uh, at, in the later part of the year, uh, if it does come out, that'll make goo gobs of money. So like Square, Square will be fine this year. You don't have to fucking dick around with NFT games. You really don't. It's not necessary. Just gonna, it's just gonna cause you trouble. It's it, you're lighting money on fire. And is uh is Final, is this is Final Fantasy Part Seven Part Two coming out this year? That's I what really they said. I really wouldn't put that out this year if you got Final Fantasy Sixteen coming out this year, right? Why not make all the money? I mean, all the money in one year, and then what happens <laughs> next year? I don't know, man. I, I would, I would maybe space it out a bit, yeah. but I, I don't, I don't know. I, I agree with know. you. I don't think they need to release Final Fantasy VII Part Two this year. <laughs> I, think, I think they'd be perfectly fine with that. Again, sixteen is going to sell like gangbusters, um, unless the game is shit. But I mean, you know, they yeah, don't they, tend to they, release shit. You know, mainline Final Fantasies. Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. So, uh, the final big piece of news is that the uh, Q, basically QA workers at ZeniMax Studios, um, who, of course, is the parent company for Bethesda. Um, they make, you know, all the Bethesda games. They also, you know, work on Doom and et cetera, et cetera, um, voted to form a union last week, which makes it the largest video game union in the United States um, because they are 300 workers strong. Um, and true to their word, uh, Microsoft, the owner of the ZeniMax Corporation, did not stand in the way. They were just like, you want to you want to go ahead and form a union? Go right ahead. Microsoft had previously said that they will not oppose um, collective organization uh, with with workers uh, at any of their studios. Um, it's kind of a direct response to the stuff going on in Activision Blizzard and how much they're fighting to break up the formation of these unions and quality assurance departments. So they formed the union. Um Pretty impressive. Uh, obviously, now the hard work begins because now you have to form a labor agreement with <laughs> with with the company, and that's where things can get a little trickier. Um, but I, I I just think it's notable a because of this huge union, and b the fact that Microsoft uh you know was confronted with hey like this is gonna happen, and they were like cool we we said we were gonna lay off, and we are so. Yeah, it's cool. I don't know. Uh, you know, I I don't like being a cynic. But um, mm-hmm. I can't help it in in this context. Like, yeah, you kind of have to. But like you said, the the agreement has to be formed. And um, I don't. I'm very I'm I'm very curious to to. I wonder what that agreement is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because like QA testers are like the bottom of the barrel, man. Like they, they don't, nobody, I remember, <laughs> I remember, uh, Sony and PlayStation had a, had a reality TV show. I remember it. That, 
to to for for the privilege of being a bug picker in in their games and it's like nah yo like this is not this is not glamorous work so i don't know yeah. i'm curious i'm ha- look i'm happy that the union formed um i i am pro union uh if i got to pay a little more i got to pay a little more i'm already paying more so um yeah, I'm just very curious. I hope it I hope this works out. Yeah. I do as well. I mean, and again, the true test will be when they're negotiating the agreement, um, how much how much hardball is played there. Um, but yeah, I I it's it's refreshing to see a, a, a company as big as Microsoft. And again, to just to join you in your cynicism, I'm sure that they're doing everything that they can to be pro worker right now because they're trying to make make nice uh, with all the regulatory agencies around the world as well to make sure that this Activision Blizzard deal uh, gets yeah. through. So yeah, I bet. I will bet. Oh, I'm, I'm, oh, I won't. I won't touch creative. <laughs> like, <laughs> like all right, man. All right. Um, go to densebusiness.com/slash/amazon for all of your Amazon purchases. When you do, uh, you don't pay anything extra, but we get a finder's fee. Uh, which is very nice. Um, I don't know what to type in to search for, so I'm just going to click pick up where you left off. And, um, <laughs> always always a dangerous uh, dangerous game. Let's see. What do we have here? Uh, bumpkins, junior bib, short sleeve toddler bib, and smock for kids one to three years old. It's waterproof fabric. Um, uh, and, it, and you get free delivery tomorrow if you order within an hour and 49 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> How, you shouldn't have to, you shouldn't have to buy very many clothes for the second. No, one. no. But but the problem was we uh, we were we know we, we knew we wanted two kids and we uh, we had the boy first. We had we had our, our eldest son first and we gave away a lot of his clothes uh, because we were certain, we were absolutely <laughs> certain that we were going to have a girl this time, right? Like, oh, the this is a the first pregnancy was a a, a breeze, right? In 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 um, as so much as being pregnant can be easy, mm-hmm. and the second one was like way rougher right the baby was fall she 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 the you know her belly was falling in a different way right like oh it was it wasn't like sitting up it was hanging down or whatever right it's oh yeah i'm having morning sickness this is opposite of everything we are definitely having a girl and it turns out no we have a boy so you didn't Uh, you didn't find out during the pregnancy uh, we did uh, because she's a planner, and and once we found out it was a boy, we were like, "Oh shit!" We <laughs> well, we certainly can't ask for those clothes back. So, <laughs> and he's you know they're born at opposite times of the year, so mm-hmm. we we have to buy a couple of different things. But uh, that look, that's neither here nor there. You know what is here and there? Densebooster.com slash Amazon. <laughs> Way to, way, to, way to bring it back around. A um, <laughs> couple, couple, uh, couple pile up in the uh, in the post office here. Uh, Trey asks, "Will we get the Dirge of Cerberus remake in 2025?" So Square was teasing like, "Oh, there's something co- cool coming soon for Final Fantasy." Like, keep keep your ears open. Some some crazies out there speculating that it's a Dirge of Cerberus HD remake. Uh, you guys are crazy. No one cares about that game. I'm, I'm frankly, I'm shocked they made Crisis Core. I guess that's a point in your favor that you might get a Dirt of Service remake at some point. Um, but I feel like the Crisis Core was much more beloved uh, than the Vincent Valentine fucking <laughs> life, life simulator. I mean, like Crisis Core made uh, Final Fantasy VII better. Dirt of Service did not. So I, 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 I would be shocked and quite frankly appalled if you get a dirge of Cerberus uh, remaster, uh, Michael, what uh, Johnny asks, what was your favorite wrestling moment in 2022? Um, Vince McMahon retiring. <laughs> yes, that was mine as well. Like there's nothing, <laughs> there was nothing that happened on screen. Like despite a year full of really excellent moments and memorable moments uh, in wrestling, uh, there was nothing that was quite as memorable as Vince McMahon abruptly leaving in the in the midst of a sexual misconduct scandal uh and immediately seeing a change in the on-screen product 
the next week. <laughs> and we're like, holy shit, wrestling is fun again. Um, only to, only to, to, to come back to where we are now, which is a huge bummer. So, yeah. Um, Sami Zayn has also been a revelation this year as well. So yeah, he's 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 wonderful. He's wonderful. Like it's the anticipation of like this inevitable breakup is mm-hmm. is like sometimes to have telling a story and everyone knowing the ending like is fine as long as the story is told well mm-hmm. and uh, and the story I think is being told well. I think it's being told uh, a little too long. Right, like it, this this story, I'm kind of wanting it to be over, but um, but it it, it has been a good story. Okay. Uh, let's see. Cam says, in honor of the year in wrestling in 2022, let's hand out some awards to the TNP host. Here are the categories, and only one person can fit in each category. So I'm assuming that means we can't use the same person in multiple categories. Um, number one, most likely to leave the network based on their booking not being strong enough. Um, it's got to be carried, I mean, right? I mean, they've already left. That was exactly- <laughs> <laughs> um, look, of the people here, probably. Uh, I mean, Carrie seems very go with the flow. You know what yeah. I mean? Carrie seems like a Dolph Ziggler. You know what I mean? A good hand, but uh, doesn't necessarily get the get the uh the the booking that they deserve but it's still like it's still here like honestly they've all gone like jack like we love jack but like jack he just he's just like nah i'm good right matthew matt matt jay and matthew had a falling out um uh billy like she moved um so yeah like they're 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 already gone uh, most shocking return from a previously career-ending situation. Um, I mean, they would have to be gone to return, right? <laughs> so, I uh, quite frankly, I think uh, I think Matthew would be the most shocking of of returns um, because <laughs> Matthew was Matthew's a nice guy, but like. He, he he doesn't fit our he doesn't fit our style, especially yeah. now. Uh, let's see. Most likely to kayfabe leave the company over a contract dispute as cover for shooting a part in a movie only to return and win the world title. I feel like it's got to be me, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, I could see that. I could see yeah. that. I feel I feel like me and Jay could have a very like like all of a sudden like I turn like right right wing and like like there's like a fracture I look forward and then I come back as as progressive as ever to to go back and join the show. Uh, most likely to give a press conference about being old, fucking tired, and working with children. Well, that has to be you. I feel like at this yeah, point, that's me. That's me. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't. I can't. Sometimes, man. I can't. Yeah, that's me. And uh, oosiest host. Um. Uh, you know what? I think Terrence is the oosiest. I agree. Yeah, I think Terrence is uh, Terrence is the oosiest because like Terrence is very like Terrence is very like he'll he'll say something and I'll just be like, yo, what? Yeah. <laughs> like like yeah, like Terrence is Terrence is low key like hilarious and uh, and he's got a great sense of humor and he's and he's a, he's a, he's also like Sammy in that he's a good like he's a good worker. Like, but you wouldn't necessarily think so because he's like super cool. Like he's mm-hmm. like like too cool for school. But like, nah, Terrence is like that's why everybody missed Terrence when he was away for a while. So yeah, Terrence is definitely the oosiest. Uh Cam also asks, in honor of Royal Rumble season, uh, what is your favorite Royal Rumble moment? Oh man. Um I, I guess we have to limit this to the Royal Rumble match itself. Like we can't just talk about our favorite moment on a Royal Rumble pay-per-view, correct? Yeah, yeah, this is the actual okay. like match. Um, look, if I want to be an asshole, mm-hmm. it'll be Royal Rumble 2015 when Roman Reigns won, and <laughs> uh, and and people were booing, so they were like, "The Rock, get out there Send and, and the roast him!" Send out the Rock. Everybody <laughs> loves the Rock, right? And then he goes out there and he he shaves his hands, like, "Yeah, this is the guy," and everybody's just like, "Boo!" 
and The Rock just cannot handle it. He mm-hmm. can't handle it to the point where they did a backstage segment and it was the most flustered I'd ever seen. It was the most human that I'd ever seen Dwayne Johnson be ever. Just, <laughs> he, he, he was just at a loss for words. He could not compute why the mere presence of Dwayne Johnson didn't make everyone clap like seals. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. I love when people who are, and I don't hate the rock, but I, I hate people who think too much of themselves. And mm-hmm. I love it when they get, when they get like brought back down to reality. I can't pick between two moments. Um, the, my, my personal favorite moment. And I thought the cleverest, um, one of the cleverest things they ever did in Royal Rumble was the 97 Rumble when Austin gets eliminated, but Terry Funk and, and Mankind are fighting outside the ring on the other side of the ring and all the referees are distracted by it. So like Austin realizes this slides back in the ring, eliminates, throws out the Undertaker invader and then throws Bret Hart over the top rope to win the match, even though he had already been eliminated, just kind of furthering that Bret Hart story. Um, Cause Bret Hart was the one that threw him out as well. And that was also the year where Austin was like, alone in the match for several minutes um, just because he was like the guy would come down. He'd throw him out. He'd like do pushups in the ring. He'd like do the check his watch thing. Um, and then like when Bret Hart comes out, like he loses his mind and the fans, you know, kind of lose it as well. Cause that was when he was really starting to pick up steam. Um, the other great moment was the time, the, the, the one time that they truly got every single person in the arena every single person watching at home and they got, they, they, they got everyone so bad that even in New York city, they could not bear to boo. Uh, one of, one of their favorite villains at the time that of course is in 2008, uh, when John Cena returned from a, uh, what was it from a, uh, pectoral tear injury. Yeah. Yeah. After just five months and they, and they managed to, and they managed to get him back with no one knowing anything about it. Like, like there yeah. wasn't any rumors about it. There wasn't any scuttlebutt. He was the 30th entrant and his fucking music hits and everyone loses their fucking mind. Triple H played it perfectly in the ring as well. Cause like he, he, he was, he was in shock basically. And of course, Cena goes on to win the match um, at that point as well. So, yeah, that's, a, that is a special moment because like you said, that was in New York, man. And there's nothing more that, than, what New York wrestling fans want to do than than like to be smarks, right? Mm-hmm. And like they they just want to hate. Like at that time, they were the place to hate John Cena, and uh, and like you said, they couldn't help it. So yeah, yeah that was a that was a cool moment, man. Uh, Johnny asks, "Why is Square Enix convinced that there's still money in NFTs?" As we talked about, we have no idea. Uh, Cam also asks, uh, with doing his full Sephiroth entrance complete with one wing and angel playing, what video game theme slash cosplay would you all pick for your wrestling entrance? Um, you know, I got to wear some N7 armor. The problem Mm. is, um, Mass Effect doesn't have like a, like a, like a wrestling entrance music, like Mm -hmm. theme, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, no, I would have to, I would have to rock uh some 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 n7 armor that of course i would have to take off and put on my n7 you know wrestling panties or Mm. or, or, (laughs) you know but yeah it would probably it would probably be that um as i mentioned a couple weeks ago when i saw that the the continued uh exploration of the persona five soundtrack has been revelatory um the yalda the the yalda bayoff theme uh which is the 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 theme from the boss fight at the very end of the game uh is a great would be a great wrestling theme um and i guess for like a for like a ring attire you could do like like skulls like you know metaverse outfit i think would probably work really well for for pro wrestling so that would be that would be a good one as well uh, Daniel says, each of you state one gaming New Year's resolution. Go. Um, with Street Fighter Six coming out, I want to try and uh, be. Um, I want to try and be proficient with someone with a character that I'm not normally uh, used to playing. Right? I'll go for a charge character uh, first, and then I'll go for a Shoto next. So, um, I want to try either Kimberly 
or um, Manon. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she's a grappler. Um, and Marissa, because like she looks like she's fun, right? She looks like a, a juggernaut character. Um, just a big brawler. But no, I want to be proficient with either Kimberly or Manon because um, I want to be a little more well-rounded. Like I'm not going to be like as good as I want to be because like mm-hmm. you got to focus on like one or two characters. But I, I want to branch out a bit. I want to play at least three um, like single player story driven games uh, to completion this year because I've really gotten away from that in the past several years playing these like single player games. And I usually only end up playing like one a year, like, you know, 2020. That was Ghost of Tsushima. Um, last year, it was like Assassin's Creed Valhalla or I mean, 2021, it was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, you know, this past year, it was pretty much just kind of Persona, Persona 5 Royal. Um, and, and Elden Ring too. So, so I had two last year, but like this year, like I want to actually get back to playing those. And so like Diablo doesn't count. Um, street fighter is not going to count towards that, but just like, and it doesn't have to be new stuff. It can be just old stuff. I've played. It's like final fantasy five will probably be one of those games. I'll probably pick up persona four at some point or get into persona four at some point. So uh, that's what I'm going to try to accomplish here. I might also try bloodborne this year as well. So I want to try, I want to try that game too. Um, I think I, I think I have it. I think you I do. It um, it was one of the games that you got for free when you bought your PS five. So, okay. Yeah. Um, among uh, the fact that it was probably available on PlayStation plus at some point, at some point in the road. As well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I want to try that. And finally, Johnny says, uh, give me a reason, any fucking reason why you'd want Vince McMahon back in WWE. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I really don't. I really don't. I can't imagine that, um, you know, he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to here to 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 oversee the sale of the company um, because fuck my kids. Um, Mm. Yeah, I don't. But I don't believe him. Uh, I, I, I don't believe him. And anyone that does believe him, I mean, you don't have to go far. You don't have to think back far to the last time he went back on his word. Uh, he said he would retire and he's not. So, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I can't, I can't think of a reason, man. I can't think of a reason. Yeah. There really is no, there's no upside. Like the, the product has been markedly better in the six months that he's been gone. Um, not having kind of the distract, like asking the question of like, when's Vince going to retire? I mean, a lot of folks that left, under Vince um, have been brought back the people that probably shouldn't have left in the first place to begin with, but he let them go because he didn't have a good sense of the, what modern wrestling fans really like and care about and kind of the style of stuff they want to see. It's been like, so there hasn't, there hasn't been anything that's been worse since Vince May left. And I'm really hoping that if this plan of his does happen, he does get back in the mix on the board side, which he apparently already is officially, um, that it just stays there and then he doesn't touch anything to do with creative whatsoever. Yeah. So also like if you, if you legitimately want to sell this thing, I can't think of any reputable company that would buy it with him anywhere near mm-hmm. any position of authority. St- I mean, Stephanie McMahon even said like when, when the whole scandal broke out, they had some advertisers that were, that got shy dealing with them. Yeah. Of course. You know what I mean? Of course. Disney, so. Disney's not going to put up with that. No. They're not going to, not going to buy this with him there. I can't imagine Amazon would not. Publicly, well, and, and, right? and to be frank, the board did not want him back. Like the only reason that he's able to force his way in is because he is majority of controlling shares in, in the company. Oh, that's wild, man. That's that's wild. <laughs> like how they thought that wouldn't come back to bite them in the asses. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, well, thank you very much for submitting those questions. Uh, don't forget that you can join our discord at densepixels.com slash fans to submit questions to the dense pixels post office every single week, which we will then answer on the show. Uh, while you're subscribing willy nilly, 
Uh, go to your podcatcher of choice. Subscribe to all the TNP studio shows. Go to youtube.com slash DensePixels to subscribe there as well. You can also follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash DensePixels. Follow our individual accounts. I am DensePixels Brad. Terrence is Apparition 410. Carrie is Suppets Carrie. And that is it for the first Dense Pixels of 2023. Sorry, it's a little bit later this week. We'll be hopefully back to our regular-ish schedule uh, starting next week. But thank you all very much for watching and listening. And we'll see you all the next time.